0: Hey, welcome to the Rookie Preacher Podcast. We are your hosts, Brandon Kelly
1: and Joe Hoagland. And our goal is to help you preach and lead better.
0: Hey, welcome to episode 13 of the Rookie Preacher Podcast. Today, our topic is why improving your weaknesses is almost a waste of time. I don't know why I even have almost in there. Maybe it's just a lesson the blow that it may take to someone's <laughs> conscience, uh, or their, or their psyche. Um, but Joe, how can we say something such uh, some like such blasphemous kind of thing? Cause <laughs> right. Traditional, uh, wisdom would say, if you got a D on a report card, then you need to focus on that subject. Right. Right. You need to improve that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, first off, um, yeah, you know, this is actually episode thirteen, take two.
0: We uh, yes, it is. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, we uh, kind of tried a new recording service that did not work, so we're back to the trusty Zoom. But anyways,
0: yeah. so hopefully the audio quality of this is good. If it's not, then we are just know we are working to improve it. Yeah, because uh, Zoom is good sometimes, and sometimes it's just crappy. And so we tried Skype and, uh, the, the recorder thing that we got, it only recorded <laughs> me and you know, 50 minutes ask down us, the tubes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 50, five, zero down the tube. So, um, yeah, I dedicated so this for you.
1: Something I shared and take one. It has nothing to do with uh, your weaknesses, but I'm actually drinking cold now, but it's the uh, Starbucks. Christmas blend coffee. It's yeah. It's it was really good when it was hot. Now it's kind of you know. If it's, you like cold, if you like lukewarm coffee, uh-huh. more power to you. I don't. But anyways, one of my prof- old professors put on Steve Carrey put on uh, Facebook that or in Twitter that you know he found this Christmas blend coffee. It's like I gotta go get that because you know the huge uproar over you know not having a uh, you know the three wise men. On, on the Starbucks cup, yeah, you know, that makes them like satanic or something, I guess.
0: Um, well, if, if Steve hears that you called him old, then he'll probably be well, pretty upset.
1: I mean, like in the past, <laughs> Steve, Steve's a young guy. Really <laughs> <called him old. laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, good point. Um, yeah, but anyways, you know, so I, I actually have this, uh, red, red coffee cup, but it's not like Starbucks red. It's like, kind of like a, darker earthy red.
0: It's not like a blood red. It's more like a satanic red.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. But it's got Christmas blend Starbucks. I mean, I don't, it's kind of like blasphemous to me that they would not put Jesus on their cup and then they would make a Christmas blend coffee. Like I don't really see the connection there.
0: Seems kind of passive aggressive, right?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) hopefully, you know, I'm being sarcastic. If you don't, you had to work on that a little bit, but, uh, you know, sarcastic font is, uh, you know, something that I think the internet needs a sarcastic font. What do you, what do you think, Bryn?
0: <laughs> that's a good idea. Sarcastic font. <laughs> that's, that's epic.
1: Uh, people okay. take, Typically
0: okay. we just say LOL JK. <laughs> <at the end. laughs>
1: All right. So topic, um, minimizing your weaknesses and, and focusing on your strengths. You know, that's something that, it's an important leadership concept. And, uh, you know, setting up the stage to this when you're looking at doing something in your life or something that you're doing and maybe you dread it and you're spending and and you're in the ministry and you're spending 30 hours a week doing something you just do not want to do. Um, you know, that's not gonna drive. That's not gonna be the most effective for you. It's not gonna be the most effective for the church. And it's something that instead you should focus on your strengths. Hey, what am I good at? And this is what I want to plug into, um, and do. And, you know, that's, it's something that's a popular concept in the business world. You know, we, we kind of base this on a principle that we both saw from uh, Marcus, um, Buckingham. And, you know, that's, that's something that, um, uh, as we look at this, you know, Brandon said, as Brandon said, you know, why focus on your child's D on the report card instead focus on what they're good at, what, what they have a B and what they have an A in, and say, Hey, you know, go do that, go change the world with that subject or, or that passion or that interest. And that's something that's really important in the church world. And, you know, because that D, you know, that's not something we need, we should focus on. Hey, you know, when it comes to school and grades, you know, that's something that we need to take seriously in our child's life, and our life. And we, you know, no one wants a D and that can get better. But when we focus on the A, when we focus on the B that's where we become really effective and really strong, especially when it comes to, you know, kingdom work here on earth. So Brandon, I would ask you, you know, how, you know, how does having people, you yourself and having people around you, um, plugged into their strengths, aware of their strengths and, and doing things that are their strength. How does that improve, um, your church? How does that improve your church culture? How does that improve, the work that you're doing.
0: Um, so if you are able to create a culture in which your strengths or people's strengths are what it is that they're doing, I I think that creates a culture of, of synergy of, of, uh, of seeing God's kingdom being expanded in in the most, uh, in the best way possible. Because I think when people are doing what they're good at, they're doing what they're made to do. And I think, uh, that's exactly what we want people to do and so just think about it in your own life when I'm doing the things in which I am good at my day is looked is looked forward upon except instead of like dreaded right like there are some days where I'm I'm in the groove right I'm doing exactly what I know I'm good at and then there are other days where I'm not And those days where I'm not it's a little harder to get out of bed Because I know that that's not my strength. That's not the thing I'm good at. That's not the thing I'm designed to do. So I think when we create a culture of strengths being the focus, not only do you have uh, the ability to focus on your strengths, but you have it even more because people understand that this idea of focusing on your strengths is an important thing in your church. And so if you're not good at, you know, creating the the bulletin or program, whatever you call it, then Susie might be good at that. And she has full reign to take, take charge and, and just run with it. And you're totally excited about it because that's one less thing you have to do. And so that's pretty epic is when you are able to focus on your strengths and then delegate your weaknesses because it Mm -hmm. just creates, creates awesomeness. I I would say that it creates awesomeness.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of Susie doing the program or the bulletin, you know, um, that's kind of funny because in my church, there's a Susie who does the bulletin and she does a good job with it. You know, it's something I don't have to do, which I would suck. I would just download something off the computer. Um, (laughs) you know, it's, Well, I, I don't know. I, that that joke didn't fall out quite as good this time, Brandon. You yeah, the second.
0: Well, time. I'm sorry, it's because we we <laughs> the first knew. First time was it was
1: completely ironic because he had no idea who Susie was <laughs> and he brought that up, and so it kind of connected. This time, you know, it just I, I couldn't do it. It wasn't there.
0: Yeah doing the, doing it's a like podcast a, a second time, a time when you don't group. have like a script is like. Is interesting because we do not, it's not like we write down a script. We're like raw and real on here. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like I dreamed about this last night and now I just woke up and, you know, so I don't know what I I need to say, you know, it's kind of bad, but we'll get through
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I think it looks like in in a church. Yeah. It's awesomeness.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's good good because without without people plugged into their strengths, when they're plugged into their weaknesses, you know, that's not going to be effective for them. That's not going to be effective for your church. And it's something that's just not going to create a good environment. And, uh, so for instance, you have someone plug in the first impressions at your welcome desk, out in the parking lot, and, uh, maybe, you know, they, they do okay at that, but you know, they're not the, the bubbly outgoing extroverted type. And, uh, so they they dread coming to church on Sunday morning cause they don't want to do that. Um, instead they want to, um, be involved in maybe creating further relationships with people past the first impression, or maybe they, they want to be involved in the the five-year-old's life. So they and plug them into the kindergarten group. But, um, you know, instead they, uh, they dread coming to church because they gotta, they gotta greet people and they gotta force being bubbly and all these things. And instead, you know, I'm sure you've got bubbly people in your church. So put them there instead, you know, let them exude their strengths to your first time guests and let the person who's not, you know, let them do something else that is their strength. And then it just all flows better. And it's, it's better for the church, better for you, cause you don't have to deal with it. It's better for them because they're doing something they're passionate and good at. And it's just better all the way around.
0: Bubbles. <laughs> bubbly. Bubble a bubbles. That's funny. <laughs> I just made me want to say that so Joe, what are you doing right now? Practically speaking to cultivate your strengths? Um, what do you, what are you doing? What are your strengths? What are you doing? So constantly trying to improve my uh,
1: public speaking, m- my sermon writing, my teaching, um, you know, by listening to podcasts, um, by podcast. I mean, doing this podcast help- has helped me a ton, you know, and Absolutely. you know, even though we've written the resources, you know, I can look back on stuff and say, Oh, Hey, I wrote that. And that's a good principle. I need to imply, apply that better to it. You, you know, cause you know, as you write once a week on this kind of stuff, you know, it, it, it kind of, you know, you, you know, it's a good principle, but maybe it's something you're not actually doing well. So that's good too. Um, you know, so the podcast and writing, you know, that stuff's good. Listening to other podcasts, list, reading other people's stuff, watching sermons, Um, and just improving my general efficiency and, uh, and preparing the sermon, improving my delivery by trying new things. So that's definitely a big part of it. Um, also I would say, um, you know, writing content for my church as well. Um, I love to do that, whether that's a Facebook post or a internet blog or, um, you know, newsletter, uh, whatever that is. Um, and then also, uh, planning or uh, strategic um, planning of uh, big ideas, as well as, you know, trying to implement that. And one specific thing I'm trying to do right now is create a after-school open gym for uh, our church um, to try to, because we have a, a full gym. So try to get people, kids, you know, involved with that in, in a safe place, a safe environment where they can potentially meet Jesus. Um, so, you know, stuff like that definitely are things
0: I'm trying to focus
1: on my strengths.
0: Um, so Brandon, how about you? Well, uh, I would say creating content, both written and, and speaking, whether that be preaching, teaching, and then writing, uh, are definitely biggies for me. And then also, uh, strategic planning as far as like, for example, um, just this past oh past couple of weeks, we uh, sat down for a day and planned out all of 2016's uh, sermons. So we got the preaching calendar completely filled up, and uh, I really enjoy doing that. I really enjoy doing that because it gives us a strategic uh, perspective for what next year is going to hold and what we're trying to accomplish and where our church is at right now, where we want them to go. And so like big high level kinds of things like that for me are, are, um, something I enjoy and, uh, you know, I'm working on getting better at that. So one of the things I do is to improve my preaching. Since I don't preach every Sunday, I, uh, started a, a podcast on brandonkelly.org shameless plug. Um, and I do it every week. And basically I take 10 minutes. I wrote about this on our, on our blog. So I'll I'll link to that. I take 10 minutes, prepare a 15 minute sermon and I use this as practice, but I think it's, you know, I try to do it in a creative way and it, and it still adds value to people who listen to it. And so I started that because I know that I'm not preaching every Sunday, but I know that I want to improve. And so the only way I can do that is by, by doing it. And so I started that podcast. So that's one way I'm improving my preaching. Um, I'm teaching a class right now. So that helps my communication of God's word as well. Um, I write pretty much every, every morning, uh, Wednesdays. Sometimes I don't cause I'm producing a, con- a podcast for my website. And typically that's when we do this one as well. Um, and then and I'm listening to to podcasts of other people's just like ministry leadership stuff where they're talking about high level ideas and planning that they've done and strategies. And then just the the real practical stuff like Rainer on leadership, you know, he gets real practical on that stuff and then uh, reading books and reading blogs. So I try to, I try to monitor um, how much content I'm for lack of a better term consuming And then also I'm making sure that I'm creating content because that's what I'm good at. That's what I enjoy. And so, um, you know, absorbing as much stuff as I can within reason, and then also creating as much stuff as I can within reason. Uh, so I'm just trying to do as many things as I possibly can that are in my wheelhouse. So for example, my position, outreach and communications faster, which that's not necessarily necessarily clear. Um, I oversee our community outreach And then, which is kind of clear from that. And then I oversee our website, social media strategy, email. Um, I I preach about a dozen times a year. And then I oversee our crossing university classes, uh, which are Sunday morning electives. So um, I do a lot of different things, but uh, like I've created the team around the community outreach, not because I don't like going and and evangelizing and reaching out to people, but I, I do like doing it but I'm not necessarily the one who I want to be planning all the things. So I'll go and do it, but I don't necessarily want to be the one planning it. So I've created a team around that, which we talked about last podcast episode when we talked about three ways to build a great team. So you can check that out if you missed it. So that's what I did. That's what I did.
1: Yeah. um, And that's great because, you know, this is a, you know, urgent principle for you. If it's not, if it's, if you're not doing this, if you're, Personally, you know, you really need to uh, try to figure out a way to communicate to your leaders and th- your strengths are what you need to focus on. And, and something that, you know, as, as we look at it, maybe you're in the wrong position, the wrong seat on the bus. And, uh, you know, as, as we look at that, um, you know, that's something that is going to make you less effective. It's going to burn you out. It's going to make your church less effective. And, uh, so Brandon, uh, what principle do we need to remember when, um, hey, we we'll are say, Hey, how do I best approach maybe changing my seat on the bus, changing my role responsibilities? What one principle
0: is important in that if you're in like a multi-staff environment, then I, my biggest thing is making sure that you are being transparent with your senior leader. Um, to me, that's something I found that is so helpful that if you can have that kind of a relationship where you can just say, Hey, um, I'm really feeling God called me to whatever. And then, um, I mean, if, if you're in a place where, um, you don't feel passionate and gifted about what it is that you're currently doing, and you feel as though you're being a hindering, a hindrance to that, that ministry moving forward. And that maybe that ministry is being a hindrance to you moving forward. Um, with making the most impact you can possibly make in the guy's kingdom, then you have a responsibility to talk about that to your leadership and uh, don't go in there like demanding a new position or something, but just go in there and say, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And I want, I wanted to make it known. Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to do anything. I just, I just want to make that known and see what they do because a good leader will um, move your seat in the bus. You know, that's what they're, that's what they're going to do is if they see you, as a person who adds value to the, to the team, then they're going to try and keep you. And, uh, I would just encourage you to do that, to be transparent because when we don't, I mean, I don't know where we got the idea that we shouldn't be transparent in the church world. Um, but we need to be, we need to be open and honest with our leadership.
1: Yep. Yeah. Transparency. That's, yeah, that's the key item here. Um, whether you're, you know, especially if you're a senior leader overseeing, multi-staff, and you're listening to this right now, I encourage that you take this principle of transparency to heart, especially when it comes to this topic, you know, strengths and and weaknesses. And, uh, you know, one specific example I mentioned last episode, but you might not have heard last episode. So um, specific to this, I I know this guy who is a youth pastor at a church of about a thousand. And uh, it just wasn't really working out for him. It wasn't his passion. It wasn't his biggest strength. And the senior minister noticed that and moved him to the uh, worship ministry to oversee that. And, and that's just, you know, taken off in just a huge way there. And, uh, you know, I've been there a couple of times and it's something that, you know, he just, you can just tell he exudes that strength and passion and it's something that has improved the church. And And then the senior pastor created a, a team to take over the youth ministry, um, you know, which, which was a good, a good principle there too. But, you know, in, in that specific case, you know, both of them were able to see that, Hey, my strengths aren't being utilized in this position. Let's, let's move me here. Let's move you here and, and see, you know, how that works for us. And, you know, again, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, uh, and you're in ministry and you're doing that in your leadering, you know, this is an exciting principle, you know, for your life, for your church, because, you know, with that, with this principle, you can, as we talked about make your culture, your church culture better, you can make your staff more effective You can make your volunteers more effective. You know, you can make your church in general more effective in the, in the community, in the world. um, Just like Jesus has called us to do, Um, you know, because when we're, when we're doing so much uh, stuff that is based on our weakness and not our strength, you know, drags us down. It makes us less effective. It burns us out. And, And because of that, you know, we're less effective and our team's less effective and our church is less effective. And that means our kingdom work in general, is less less effective. So this is such an important principle to, to, to apply to your life, to apply to your ministry, to apply to your leadership, to apply to your team um, and your call your church culture, because you know, if everyone is forced to do things that is their weakness, that is just not going to make people aren't going to be joyful. People aren't going to be effective and people aren't going to be passionate about what they're doing. Um, so, you know, as we do look at this, Brandon, um, you know, what, what is something that we can do, um, to for maybe someone around us to help them identify their uh, strengths. Cause I don't think we uh, touched on that yet. Um, so just helping people identify what their strength is.
0: Yeah. Uh, last, so last podcast episode, we talked about this a little bit as far as helping others do it. Um, but for yourself, it's so important to know what you're, what you're good at. And so if you've done the spiritual gifts tests, if you've done the personality tests, and then you're still kind of like unsure what it is that your strengths are, uh, strengths finder has a test that you can do and they, they will come at it from a different perspective. So you have like, three different perspectives on, on you as a person and what you're good at and what probably is going to be in your wheelhouse. So I would encourage you to do that. And then just, I mean, listen to people. You know, if they tell you you're good at something, I mean, let, let's be honest, sometimes in the church they'll say, oh, good sermon preacher, and and like they don't mean it. But, um, I mean, I, I remember seeing uh, Lane over at Preaching Donkey. He did a an article, and he talked about this if If someone says "Oh good preacher or a good good sermon uh say well what what was it about the sermon that you thought was good like why do you say that and just like ask them and so that they can clarify what they saw as the strength of yours or of the sermon itself um, so pay attention to what people say and because they're gonna confirm in you the strengths you have if they're paying attention and uh just just be be aware so what gives you joy? What gives you uh, energy? What gives you uh, a passion for doing God's work? I I think your strengths are going to be in where your passions are as well.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. as we, as we do take a look at this again, you know, I would just encourage you to put this practice, um, put this into practice, you know, not, not even uh, next week, but today you know, find a way to amplify your strengths in your leadership and to amplify the strengths of those around you in your leadership. Um, you know, my, you know, I'll bring up a specific example, um, of, you know, my dad, uh, and I don't know if he's listening to this. If he is, he probably hasn't gotten this far, you know, he supports me, but I don't know how much he's, uh, you know, listening to these uh, podcasts, but it's a uh, test. <laughs> but he, you know, he he's plugged in and uh, at the church in in certain ways the church he goes to. But one, I think maybe he's not passionate about strengthened Is uh, he runs the video and the PowerPoint every week? You know, I want to just encourage you if you have someone like that mm-hmm. in your church to uh, to just you know, focus on trying to get them to focus on their strength. And uh, because, you know, my dad, he doesn't necessarily look forward to that on Sunday morning. He, a lot of times he thinks, you know, if there's a video, he doesn't necessarily feel confident getting that up there and stuff like that. And, and a lot of that comes down to training too. But um, so when you, when you do look at that, um, look at all your volunteers and see, Hey, where can I move this person or where can I put these people to enhance their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. Cause that, yeah, you know, that's so important in our ministry again.
0: Yeah. If you start to concentrate on this in your church, I guarantee you'll see an improvement in people's just in their attitude and in, in the stories that they begin to tell because God uh, is using them in a unique way. And they're going to notice that because they're going to see that they're they're, they're being utilized in the things in which they are strong in. And that's going to, it's going to be a beautiful thing for you. So I encourage you to do whatever you can, not to just focus on your strengths, but to help others do the same thing. And maybe that's a preaching a sermon series on on how God has created us and wired us, and and uh, has has given us gifts to uh, add value to His kingdom. Um, maybe that's what you need to do, or or just start making that, infuse that inside of each sermon that you have, or any any opportunity you have to teach your leaders, anything like that. I think take take those opportunities, uh, take them to heart and and utilize them because I don't think a lot of people think about this. Um, they are still from the standpoint of we need to improve our weaknesses and, uh, instead of improving our strengths. And so harness what you're good at, uh, what gives you joy and then help others do the same thing. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we want to accomplish with this, with this episode.
1: Yeah. So just a quick last thing, you know, I think, a lot of, uh, when it comes to ministry pastors, uh, we define the role and not the person. Um, you know, a a basic job description is obviously good. You know, it gives you an idea of what you need to do, what responsibilities you have, but so many times, especially in some contexts, you know, you, you hire a person to do a role without ever taking account their strengths and their weaknesses. And they're, they're, they're just like the last 20 guys you've had who have been there three, two, two or three years each. And, uh, you know, really we need to um, we need to define the person, not to, to the role, not define the role to um, to the person. Or I don't know if that came out right, but uh, define the person and their strengths instead of saying, hey, you're this person, you're gonna plug into this role, so you have to do this exact uh, 45, 50 hour week laid out, you know, perfectly. yeah Yeah, instead
0: of trying to create cookie cutter pastors Mm -hmm. let the pastor be the person and uh let them have those that authority over those roles or over that role and uh see what that looks like right yeah i think that's great absolutely well we're so excited that you joined us again for the rookie preacher podcast um if you've enjoyed it and uh you, you uh, followed along with all of our rabbit trails since we already uh, recorded this episode one time and have had to re-record it. Um, we totally appreciate it. And if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher and soon to be Google Play, that would be awesome. We would really appreciate that uh, because what that will do is help this podcast get in front of more pastors who want to preach and lead better. So hopefully we're helping you do that and uh, we just want to help others do that as well. So you can also subscribe on RookiePreacher.com and get 56 weeks of preaching topics just for you right in your inbox, as well as two different Evernote templates, one to keep you produ- productive throughout the week. It's a productivity t- template that I use every week. And then also a sermon series planning template that will help you plan out your series and uh, make sure that it's nice and cohesive and to the point. And each week is building on The next week if that is what you choose to do so you can you can subscribe by email just you have to submit your email address and then we'll send you the content from rookiepreacher.com whenever it is available so thanks so much for joining us and uh, we will talk to you in two weeks or we'll talk to you on the blog or on social media follow us at on twitter at rookie underscore preacher we'd love to connect with you there and then we also have a facebook group just type in rookie com to facebook and you'll find us so On behalf of Joe, I'm Brandon. Have an awesome week.